This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Psalm 149, I want us to read from verse 1 together. Hallelujah. The Bible says, Praise ye the Lord. Sing. Let's read it together. One, two, go. Of the saints. Verse two. Rejoice in him that made him. Let the children of Zion be joyful in their king. Next verse. Let them praise his name in the dance. How many about the dance? <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's go and let them sing. I'm not sure that you know how to play up. Or you have a treble at home. Go and buy one. <laughs> Verse 4. I don't have it now. <laughs> Let's read. <laughs> it will be to find the meek with salvation. Verse 5. Let them be joyful in glory. Let's sing. This is where I'm going. I want to ask you a question. How many people did this last night? That as you sat on your bed, you didn't sing. You sang loud. Not that I just sang. I want to believe that. It's a bad time. Thank you, sir. It's the time that people sorrow most times. And they sit down and they begin to meditate about all the problems of their lives. But the Bible says what you should do. The Bible is wonderful. Even it tells us what to do on our bed. Your bed is not a place to lie down and be thinking, why is my life like this? There is a prophetic purpose for your bed. <laughs> it might be vital form, visa form, whatever form you are using. Whether your bed is on the floor, we used to be investing in those days, or your bed is water bed. The Bible says there is a reason, there is something to do on your bed. Let them sing aloud. Aye. If you begin to practice this, there is always a blessing for doing the word. What will be the result? Verse 6, before we take our seed. Verse 6, let the eye praises of God and two-edged sword in their hand. Verse 7, to execute vengeance upon the eating and punishments. It's not a singular word, it's a plural. Punishments upon the people. Vengeance upon the eating. Next verse, to bind their kings with chains. And their nobles with fetters of iron. Wow. Verse 9. To execute upon them the judgments riffing. Dishonor up all is sin. Praise ye the Lord. <laughs> you can have your seats. This is amazing. That we can bind without saying, I bind you. Did somebody get that? 
we can bind things without saying I bind. The Bible says when they sing aloud on their beds, when there is high praises, praise goes is in levels. When you start praising God, it won't be high praise at the beginning. But there comes a time that the spirit takes over. You might be, <laughs> we are just concluding this morning, ending night season. Or how to have everlasting day season. If you are watching me and listening to me, there is a way to end a night season. And we started last week. Hallelujah. And this is one of the keys that we started looking at last week. I'm going to this first service, just stress what we talked about third service last week. Um, again, this time around. So I want us to look at it again. So the Bible says, let the high praises. Now, I love the conclusion. It says, this honor have all its saints. So this is not something that is only available to a few set of Christians. The Bible says every saint can operate this dimension of binding their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron. And this, this, this talks of forces against us, men against us, principalities against us, they can be bound, they can be bound without you saying, I bind you. So there is something that goes on in the realm of the spirit when you are sitting down on your bed and you move from low praise to high praise, out there you are in your room singing and rejoicing in God, yet out there some spiritual activities are taking place, people are being bound, chains are going on people. Because a saint is singing. Hallelujah. Mm. What is in Isaiah 54, the verse 1? God's prescription. Some of us have made up our mind. There we, ne we will never let Satan get me to sit down. Put my hand on the table. I wonder why is life like this? I don't think in the last 10 years or there about any leader of ritual can tell you that they have ever made me sad and thinking. Don't I go through things? Does the devil throw things at us? But why should you give him the luxury of getting you to sit down on your bed? Some will even get to a point that they are not coming to why they something bad has happened. I feel sorry for you if you're always fluctuating. <laughs> so why should I overborder and then sit down and you are wondering? So the Bible says, sing O barren. Now, this is how to end a season of barrenness. Sing. Whether it's about you are barren financially, job, whatever, or physically, the Bible says sink. In other words, anybody experiencing barrenness in any area of his life or alive, if you give yourself to singing in a matter of time, that wilderness will be turned to a fruitful land. Amen. That means if you sense barrenness, become a musician. <laughs> Begin to sing. Sing old songs and new songs. Compose songs to God. That's what he wants to hear. Why? I showed you last week. Grave. Okay, told Savi, those who were here. Grave. There are two characteristics of a grave. In grave, they don't sing. And in grave, they are silent. 
And I said that the moment you begin to defy these two things, it's like your life is going down to the grave and you begin to see when grave is calling you, it happens. When Satan wants to destroy life or he wants to kill somebody, grave begins to call your name. It does. There is a force in grave that sucks people in. It might take four years, three years. That is why cancer always is. It's an attempt for the grave to take hold of a man. When you sense any closeness to the grave, begin to do what grave cannot entertain. In the grave, it is forbidden to sing and to make noise. So when you begin to declare God's word with your mouth or you sing, grave will vomit you. It will say that this one does not belong here. In every community or not, there are things you do, they inject you. Americans will deport you if you do certain things. Grave will deport you when you are not consistent with their pattern. Can I hear amen? But when grave is coming there, people cooperate by singing the language of grave. This is the language. Mm. 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 And for one hour, the guy is in his room on his bed. What's the, then later I will say, I'm entering depression. He's just thinking about problems upon problems. I have found out that no problem gets solved by thinking about it. I carried this thing to the point that when I was in school, I never went to check any result without first of all eating. What amazes me is that some people, you know that you didn't do well in the exam. And now you are here that they are pasted. You are the first to go and check. And remember one day, he was going for his friend's birthday. Then he went to check the result on his way there. And he failed and he couldn't go for the birthday again. I said, you are a fool. The result will not change. Why not go for the birthday first? Eat all the food. Then come back and check. At least you would have achieved something. <laughs> I never failed one call. I never carried over once all my years in school. But even that, I wasn't always going to quickly check, like go and check the result. No. Go and finish all the activities. When you are done for the day, hey, so let's see results. So in case you don't like what you are seeing, just go and sleep. But you check in the morning, you lose your appetite. You can't eat, you are not happy for the rest of the day. No. Are you getting what I'm saying? Hallelujah. So many people are, so this is God's prescription for ending a season of droughts. Sing or barren. And there were two I mentioned last week. So I, I started, I mentioned three, but last time I, I stressed two. I said, number one, when they say lesson to learn, Deuteronomy chapter eight, he said, he fed you with manna to humble you just to let you know that man does not live by bread alone. And then we talk about Nebuchadnezzar. Once God, you master the lesson God is trying to send you, wilderness ends. And I said, number two way of ending the wilderness is out of charity, generosity, and number three, thanksgiving. But I just want to end on those two notes again, generosity and thanksgiving. Remember we read Isaiah 58. The Bible says light will break forth a generous man. Out of obscurity, light will break forth. Is that Isaiah 58, 10? We read last week. It will come for light. So that means in every dark situation, you can cause light to shine and the darkness to end. Then shall the light break forth as the morning, and the air shall spring speedily. The righteous shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your real world. Immediately the season changes from night season to a scene of glory. Light breaking out of darkness. 
And the Bible is attacked, if you start from verse, verse 7, it's about taking care of the poor and the needy. So did I bread with tongue, no matter how broke you are, there are still people you can help. And kindness is not limited to material things. Somehow, a man's season changes when he begins to live for others and be a blessing to other people. And I told that even when Daniel told Nebuchadnezzar that you are going to become an animal, he says, can I give you an advice? He said, break your wickedness by showing charity, by, by, being, by showing acts of charity. Why is this thing very important to God? He forgave a servant. The guy refused to forgive the fellow servant and said, lock him up. A lot of Christians don't know how God, how much uh, your, in, your, when, you, when you are not grateful, you don't know how much it wounds and it hurts God when people are not grateful. When there are two million things going on in your life and you focus on one thing that is not doing well and become sorrowful. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. These two legs, they are powerful. Learning to reach out. Huh. On our streets, Christians across the world, there are people. We overlook and we forget about them. We can do what government cannot do. They do it for funny reasons. We are the only people that can, get out of law. Uh, it's my desire that every member of this church, it will become part of your life to always help, give to people and help the needy. Yes. Let me tell you this. It will always be well with you, with you in life if there are many mouths blessing you in the place of prayer. Those who can never pay you back, yet they remember you. At least I know one of the popular, probably politicians that people don't like. is one of the main things going for him. It's true. Charity. One of the people that people don't like her. But then you see people like that, surging and they, but they say maybe he's charming. Well, he might be combination of meditation, but one thing is certain. This people understand certain principles. I remember one of them, a, a friend was telling me, it's not even a Christian. They landed in America now, so many, many years ago. This particular person was a governor at that time of a state. Oh my don't try to guess what I'm talking about. Just take the story. <laughs> He used to be a governor and he's still one of the people buying for him. So he was like, a Muslim. I put them at the airport. This pastor, for the first 11 years of their marriage, no child. So when the wife finally got pregnant, the daughter said, I know she must give out her brother. I can't trust like that. There's a this pregnancy. It's a very serious one. All of us. So they, they, and then she, so she flew her brother. She was, she was. So when she gave birth, the husband now went to join her. So when he landed, this guy was a governor at that time, and some of his boys were with him. They came down from a rented aircraft or so. He came down from a commercial aircraft, and they... they and somehow, one of the... Uh, so the, the wife's younger sister, the, this pastor's wife's younger sister, happened to know one of the boys in this governor's entourage. And now, like, ah, like let's, let's say, like, ah, for like, what are you doing? They say, ah, that they're even from South, South, uh, from, from the East, actually. That uh, Janet, uh, let's say that, uh, what are you doing there? He said, I know that uh, my sister just go to bed. If I doubt her husband standing there, that's my brother-in-law. And so she said, ah, my sister just put me after 11 years. That uh, I'm a call for this kind of, that's why I had to fly into home and see her myself. And the PA just said, that's wonderful. 
So when he went back to his boss, the governor just said that, what did you say there? Uh, he said that that girl went to school together and she said that uh, her sister is married to a pastor and that after 11 years, they just had a child. And the man left, the governor left where he was and came to the pastor and said, wow, after 11 years. And I think he brought out that time with $10,000. He said, please, give your wife that this is a testimony. We thank God. I walked away, a Muslim. And the pastor was wondering, now, it will be very hard for you to get that pastor to stand against that kind of person. Not because he needed, but it was more of, it doesn't concern you. But he did what the Bible says, rejoice with those who rejoice. Some people rejoice only when it is them. In fact, what they, when it's other people, it is beef. But the Bible says we should rejoice. Have you danced for the sake of someone else before? That they mention that somebody got promoted and you are so happy. That wow. See, this is the life of those who seem to have everlasting season. When Paul was arrested and some people were trying to preach, to mock Paul, he said some even preach Christ out of jealousy. He said, but you know the question no matter whether you preach Christ for a real reason or not, I rejoice with you. At least Christ is being preached. So Paul was this kind of person that, well, if I'm not the one preaching on the streets, I thank God for everybody preaching, not to begin to attack them. What an attitude. Generosity. Jesus said to Judas, what you plan to do, go and do quickly. And the Bible said they thought he was asking just go and give money to the poor. Why did they think so? Because he was always giving money to the poor. It is true. Because he was always giving to the poor. You would ask, that was only why they could assume that, that was what he was saying. Even though he was saying something else. But the Bible said that all the other 11, they felt that what he was saying to Judas was I go and give to the poor. And in Galatians 1 and 2, Paul said the only thing they added to me, they told me to remember the poor when I was about to start. He said the very thing I already planned to do. If you have been hearing me in this church, I have said it severally. Even though I learned that some people still don't get it yet. You are a Christian woman, but the way you treat your housemate. Even some people, children that live with them that are not their own, you can tell the difference. What is wrong with certain people? And these are people who fill the altar with prayer. Oh God, change my life, change my season, change, 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 change. How kind are you even to your neighbors? Not everybody will like you or accept your kind gesture, but do you have it in you? Bible say, follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. They begin to follow peace with all men. Yeah. You know why some Christians do evangelize? Nobody likes them in their area. In the office, you are so mean. Everyone around you, they pay for their sin. And when you ask God for mercy, the angel is asking that, do you really deserve mercy? Because forgive our trespasses. How? as we forgive those who trespass against us. But you hold people's things against them. You will not let go. Generosity. What does it cost sometimes? So just give a loaf of bread to some people. In this Lagos, there are people. I think about six or seven years ago, one day in the night, on the streets of New York, I went out and I saw it. Homeless people on the streets, even in New York. I said, this one, so their family will say that it's abroad. 
and the guy is lying down the streets. These two things are powerful. Generosity and thanksgiving. Put it, let it be part of your life every day. Every day. To always give a, a man or a woman who does this can never sink. Generosity and thanksgiving. You can sink. Among the people that you reach out to general, there are those, especially the older ones, who will just bless you. They can't pay back, but a word they say will go a long way. I don't know how many of you have been receiving those kind of blessings into your life. That people speak. As an elderly person spoke to you in tears before, that they are crying and they are saying, my son, life will not be hard for you. Because of what you have done. Or do you make them cry and say that so shall you cry? We have an advantage in this area. Generosity. Hallelujah. Blessed be your name. Let me show you something from Psalm 112 verse 4. And now we end this morning. Psalm 112. Is, is somebody blessed? You see, this is a very important announcement. Upper Sunday is annual thanksgiving. When it is time to give thanks to God, two things. Don't give God a casual praise. Even angels resent that because they don't praise God the way we praise God. Number two, when it comes to thanksgiving, don't give God an offering that is rubbish. If a man asks one naira, and that's all he asks, God recognizes that and he appreciates it. But what if it's a matter of God is low on your priority? You want to get a car, you give any, you want to do something, when it comes, you just play it down. That is one attitude that he resents and he doesn't want. We'll be telling God all past Sunday. I want to encourage and I will say that I'm very bold about this. Don't give casually that day. You have to, we have about 13 days between and the Begin to ask God that for your goodness over the year. Offering is part of worship. It's part of thanksgiving. It is true. It's part of thanksgiving. Yeah. Mm. You will hear men like David saying that I will never give to God what will cost me nothing. When it comes to God, some of us want to be sure that whatever we give is something that pricks us. We must feel it. He's a king. He deserves the best. They cannot even ask me to buy a gift for President Buhari and I will go there and buy something. If I know that I will look at my gift and he will know it's from me, it will take me time. I might not be a, I might not be a fan of any political party or anything, but if I have the opportunity of sending a gift to the president and I know he will look at it, it will mean something to me. How much more the king of kings? But you know, this can be your every experience, every day, even in your closet, as you praise God. As you praise God. There is something I want to leave with you. This morning, just an exhortation, and I, I want to say this to everybody. Get to a point where almost every day, you lie down your face. That posture means something in the spirit. There is no angel that worships God standing. The weight of glory is too much for that. An angel will stand before God and say that you are the father of life. They don't even call him father anyway. He's a father to Christian. He's a God to the angels. They don't have a father-son relationship. They don't say, hey, Almighty God, you know, 
in the presence of glory, even the 24 elders, before praising, before they remove their crown. That means, Lord, all, all, when praise gets there, and I'm hoping to happen in two weeks' time, many of us have already moved your heels. Sister Becky is always doing that on praise. You first of all remove your shoe. The 24 elders, they will remove their crown. They want to pray. They could have said, Lord, we praise you with the crown. They, they consider it an insult to wear crown and then worship the king of glory. There is only one king. He put the crown on your head. And when you want to worship, first of all, remove the crown. This distraction. And say you are, then fall at his feet. It's an attitude that God loves. That is why you must never use that posture for any man. You can kneel down for your parents. You can kneel down for elderly people. You can kneel down, but never fall down your face to worship anybody. That one, something will happen to either you or the person. Because it's reserved for God. This is why you must carry your praise beyond what you do for men. If you kneel down before men, maybe they are older, your parents, you kneel down. If you stand up to sing, then give God what you have never given any man. Beyond the need that fall before him because you have never done so. Let there be a difference between what you offer men and what you offer God. Did somebody get what I've just said now? Yeah, so when you say know, you have you have appreciated people by kneeling down before them, oh, thank you, sir. And this is the, this is the level you stop also with God. Let something come from you that shows that Lord, I rate you above all other people in my life. One of the meanings of lying down flat before God is like saying that you are the owner of this life. And it is submitted back to you. What that does is that it gives God the opportunity to be able to make amends in your life. Isn't that beautiful? Destinies are transformed. Things happen that way. Psalm 112 verse 4. And I'll close here. Is someone blessed this morning? Every time we don't need to go deep. Simple things. Simple keys. They open great doors. Practice the truth that you know. Begin to work on these two things. Giving God praise. When this meeting is over, some people here should begin to organize praise session personally at home. Can you have a moment every day where you just praise God? You walk away from every other person, just, even if it's five, just to sit down and just start giving praise to God. There is a life that you will start living that you cannot live any other way when you live this way. And no matter what is happening during the day, you still cover that time to praise God. No matter what. Let me tell you, as you start, it will start with unusual blessings resting on you. But the test will come. There will be a day that will be so messed up that you will be tempted not to do it that day. But that is the day you should do it more. Is somebody blessed this morning? Unto the upright, there arises light in the darkness. He is gracious, full of compassion. We can always call anything Satan tries to use against you. Any darkness he sends, you can always turn it to light when you obey this principle. All over the world, some people have too many clothes that they don't know how many to wear. And it has to occur to you to give to some. Even though the more you give, the more you will, ha you will have. But keep giving. And then it continues to multiply. Hallelujah. 
<laughs> oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. One man told my dad this story. It was my dad's friend. An old man came to the office. Uh, the man could not speak English, could not, and he needed to swear with David on something. This guy got up, helped him all the way. And the man said, Ah, said in Yoruba, that I ye lay. He said, Young man, I want to help you. And he said, There's something I will give you that there's no enemy that can overcome you. He said, Let me show you how it works. So he sat on the chair and he told the man, He said, Pull the chair from under me. And when the man tried to, he disappeared. And one minute after he knocked, the door came in. And the man said, No, sir, I'm a Christian. Obviously, this is a nice jazz, but it's not for me. Jesus Christ will protect me. I don't need this. And the man said, wow. He said, I'll come back. Then he came back, and he began to pray. He said, I wanted to give you that charm. He said, but it's obvious you're opposed to charm. The man said, no. We are believers. We don't need charms. Then the man began to shower prayers on him that, look, I might not be a Christian. I wanted to give you the power that my forefathers gave me. You rejected it. But please, let me pray for you for my so pray. I can pray now. And the man began. And from that day, the life of that man. You see, at times, it's not, not only Christians can bless you. Yeah. Anybody in the place of authority. Second service, I am moving to the last thing on this matter that ends a season and opens, which is recognize the sent one. Let's rise. Master the lesson. What is God trying to adjust? Cooperate with God very quickly and wilderness experience with hand. Some God has been trying to work on your anger. You are in the wilderness because the anger in you, the beef in you, is <laughs> more than all the beef meats of all the cows that ex-men are taking around the whole world. And the Lord, we need to do something when you get angry, heaven and I can't take it. For some, you are, you are covetous. Some, you love money. We don't talk about this in the present church. The Lord says that the love of money is in your heart. And the Father loves you so much, he will not let you go like that. So discipline starts. So you are praying for breakthrough. And God said, that, no, no, no. We, we, even we, we need you to have that breakthrough that you want to have. Because I have, I have, Attach many people to your life that in your rising they rise. But there is greed in you. And I need to do something about it. You are in the wilderness because I've been trying to unplug something from you but you are not allowing me. You love money. Oh, you are having we lost. What you're asking for right now, if we put it on you right now, you are going to destroy lives of many young girls. What you're asking for will lead you to having a 10,000... Uh, uh, man, man, uh, uh, staff, and maybe six thousand of them are women who say, "Sir, you depend on you for salary." We cannot let this happen because you are going to mess up the name of the Lord. Let us deal with the law, and God begins to give you up. Read books that will help you live a pure life, but you will not. It can be like God can say, "You talk too much." The prophetic gift I want to give, if I give you now, there's nothing you worry me. So right, right now we can we need to do something about how you talk, you talk, you there's no secret that you won't say out. And God says that no, not at this level. 
For some, he's trying to teach you consistency, to be consistent. Today you pray for five days, then six days you don't pray. I'm going to say, no, where I'm taking you to, you are going to be like Daniel. Where you stand, you stand. I don't need you to fluctuate. Yeah. For some, say, I want to bless you mightily, but you still oscillate in your giving. You give, you don't give, you give, you don't give. You. I'm going to say, get rid of all these things. Then wilderness ends straight away. It's out of his love that is keeping you at times in a place. That when we release you, don't worry, you're going to make a mistake. Let's help you, then we can release you. That's one which we looked at. The second one is what I say. Generosity and the third one is thanksgiving. Then the fourth and the final one is one that will start with second service. Is somebody blessed? See, it is very easy to live a glorious life. Even though things are shared, you will need the Holy Spirit to help you to do them. Yeah, it is normal with a natural man to be self-centered. It is normal with a natural man to not to give God thanks when things are bad. You want to complain, you want to talk. It's normal. But you are not a natural man. You are a spiritual man. Say amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. The glory of this thing. There was a full gospel man. He had a studio, one of the best in Nigeria at that time. And they called him in the night. That the studio got burned from air to toe. Everything. When they told him at about 5 a.m., he said, Really? They told me, when they came out of the room, they just told him there was no GSM there. So they told him, I said, Your studio just got burned. Everything. You've lost it. And he just imported some equipment. He said, Really? He just said, okay, thank you, told the guy, and went back to his room and sat on his bed where we started. And he began, say, he started with this song, I sing because I'm happy. I sing because I'm free. And he began to praise God. He said the next thing, he was there for one hour, two hours. By the time he was coming out, one call after the other on the landline line, line of the city room. We heard what happened. I'm giving you five million. Hello, Mr. So I know you don't know me. I'm not even a Christian. I know about your studio. I was told the God bonds uh, overnight. I am sending you three million. He said by 6 p.m. that day, he had about maybe times five or times ten of money invested to that place. So he went for better equipment, new, and he had left over. Whatever the enemy, God is always in the habit of he will let Satan play the card, then he will turn it to good. Satan will release the beast against you to kill you. God will let the beast come, but that beast will sit on it and take you to your next place. It becomes a beast of body. <laughs> Instead of a killing beast, the beast that now carries you. God allows them to release flood. Instead of the flood flooding you away, it just makes a boat for you and you sit on top of the flood. The flood moves you from here to your next level. Because whatever the enemy means for evil, God can always turn it to good. Glory to God. But practice these three things I have said. God bless you. Thank you, Father, for your word. We give you praise. We ask that you help us to be doers. In Jesus' name. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ 
is beyond joining the church, is beyond the religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And from today, I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late. You are born again. You are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.